Well, hello, everybody. This is the Weirdly Magical podcast, and I am Lou or Louise Eddington, a soul astrologer, a writer, and shamanic practitioner, author of two books, and I'm, I help clients break free from the chains that bind. Jen. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Oops. <laughs> I'm Jen Duchenne, Akashic mentor, soul guide, teacher, author, creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards, global guardian of the Akashic Records. And because we're in the middle of eclipse season, we seem to be having slightly glitchy <laughs> technical things. So if we sound like we're not communicating very quickly, it's because our internets keep going unstable and various things. So you'll have to bear with us. <laughs> We've tried everything we can. But anyway, we're going to dive straight into the cards. But today we will be talking about the total solar eclipse. More on that in a minute, but it's pretty huge. So, Jen, what's your card? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I actually picked two cards. The first one was the four, which I think is uh, speaking to. Well, we, the year 2020, the four, about bringing this energy into the, uh, the time, making those solid foundations or checking them. Uh, and then I picked the Soul Portal 8. And this, uh, not only the energy of the 8, which has been showing up a lot for us, but this energy of the... Um, kind of goddess figure or the individual moving away from the mountain that has been struck by energy which feels very relevant to mm -hmm. us being filled with energy uh, receiving energy from the cosmos and connecting in a mountain which is um the earth we're bringing all that energy and being enthused with it and the colors the yellow of the kind of the empowered color of uh, um, hope and and knowing of who one is and moving forward like moving towards something with uh, great determination and then of course having the lioness so it seems to herald the golden age in a sense and the um the lioness and the female and this energy of being um, in charge of our own decisions and fate. And here we have the golden apples. So I just find that really interesting that this is the card that showed up for this eclipse. The I, lioness I love, the the I love that the apples are in it because Eris is quite prominent in this eclipse and she was the one that threw the apple that... All right. That led right. to the downfall of um, Troy, of um, the city right. of Troy, yeah, the Trojan Empire, and um, and we're here, we're here at a point in our history that is really the ending of empires, you know. Right. <laughs> so it's like she's walking away, right? Like this is not just Eros, for instance, but all of us, in a sense, oh, yeah. our empowered selves walking away from what is what has been, what we've uh, learned and consumed and understood and walking 
and there's this like dark energy behind so the mountain the dark energy and then the forward plane is all this uh, energy and promise of what needs to be done so it's a very determined but also very um empowered mm. uh, energy I of love it it's gorgeous and i see the eye of horus too right yep is that the yes eye? right it is right the um bringing in that intuition which is uh, you know and also because the it has the lioness it's very much the earthy kind of the cosmic and when you look here the you know and then you have that cosmic energy mm. and this symbol here is the symbol it's the fiddle leaf symbol which is yeah. about how uh, things when you seed them they grow um, and they fold and become more of what is right so it repeats itself this that which you seed continues to grow interesting well, my card has similar colors as usual, <laughs> a bit of yellow or gold in there. Oh, wow. And I picked the Magus and uh, the, I use the Toth Tarot for anybody that wants to look up these cards more online. For Jen's cards, you could buy a deck but because uh, they are her cards. But I use the Toth Tarot, T-H-O-T-H, -T -H, and this is the one card, the new beginning, and it's the Magus and it's the Mercury card which is uh, very um, apt because this is um, a card, uh, sorry, an eclipse that is conjunct Mercury and Mercury is very prominent in the whole eclipse. But this card is full of magic and transformation, you know, and I want to read a quote that's from the book I use for these cards, a book by Angeles Arian. And this is a quote from Starhawk, Dreaming in the Dark, and it says, language shapes consciousness, and the use of language to shape consciousness is an important branch of magic. Now, this is really appropriate for this whole Gemini, Sagittarius axis for these eclipses, and also for the age of Aquarius, I, you know, um, I could, could go into loads of detail, but, you know, I'm doing some talks on it next year. Um, um, for for various astrological organizations it's my belief that for the age of Aquarius that we're moving into we need to uh, shift to using different language to shape our reality because we're moving into this new paradigm and this card really reflects that and it's you know it, it's Mercury with his wings he's flying up in the air he's juggling all the uh, <laughs> the kind of symbols this is a very movable card and this chart is very movable there's a lot of creation and a lot of change going on and we have to remember as well that Mercury is the trickster the prankster so you know this is an eclipse is a wild cards so this eclipse is really, to my mind, reflected in this card that it's kind of going to change how we think, how we communicate going forward. Not overnight, maybe, but things are really shifting. So, <laughs> Well, I just want to see the two cards together because, um, you know, it's very interesting to see how the colors and the energy, they both have a very similar kind of energy, yeah. the figure and the, uh, and the kind and of the light kind of blue background. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. 
Yes, and it, it has that very forward energy. It's like, yeah, we're moving into change, but we're moving willingly into change, and we've got all these tools. Yay! And boy, are we <laughs> moving into change. So um, just a quick overview of this eclipse. It takes place on, on December the 14th, um, on my birthday, <laughs> at 4.17pm London time. Um, the eclipse itself is at 23 degrees and 8 minutes of Sagittarius. It's the third of six new moons at 23 degrees. But this eclipse is um, a two minute, 10 second totality eclipse, visible only um, over Chile and Argentina. And I think the very tip of Africa gets a little bit, um, but it's happening everywhere. Anyway, it's a big eclipse. And the eclipse itself is conjunct Mercury. Um, Mercury's at 20 degrees of Sagittarius. Uh, it's a south node eclipse. So that means we're releasing moving away from something and i think that was reflected in both our cards and um and uh the uh eclipse itself is in an almost exact trine to eris in aries i mentioned that already she's at 23 degrees mars is at 20 degrees aries so in exact trine aspect to mercury in sagittarius so that um, fire trine, Aries is fire sign, Sagittarius is fire, is almost exact. Then we have a couple of other things we're going to talk about, but I do want to mention that Pluto and Eris are um, in square on this eclipse. They exactly square for the third of five times on December the 10th. And, and that is huge because they are both such slow moving planets that these squares happen like hundreds of years apart. So we've we've had two of the exacts earlier in the year. One was in February, I think, and one or January, and one was in June. And and the Pluto Eris square has been part of the uh, tumultuous 2020. We do have two finishing squares next year, um, August and October, I think they are, that will kind of finish up the story. But this is just peak, a big, big total eclipse with a Pluto Eris square and um, with Mars <laughs> pretty much conjunct Eris. It's got this real shock value that was reflected in both our cards with that kind of stormy electric kind of feeling of awakening. Um, and so there's a lot for us to talk about in this. So, Jen, do you want to start on the numbers and I know we've got a lot of other things to mention too, and we will. Indeed. So yes, happening on the 14th. So uh, that is fascinating. 14 is a five. And of course, uh, reflective of the five year we're entering as well as the 23 of the sun and moon. But we also have five 23s on the chart. So there's a lot of movement with the five, a lot of repetition. So that's, you could say, a triple five um, moon on uh, the 14th, uh, which is powerful. Uh, and it's a 21 universal date. So again, it's reflecting all of the numbers that are... Um, significant to us 
in this time, the 21st century, the, that key to entering a new uh, era. This is the awakening moment, that energy that, as we've talked about, it's not necessarily all happening at once, but there are things that are happening. Like we can look at what's been happening as falling apart, moving us into the five, into change. Um, and with that 23 being so prominent and of course having those uh, six in a row and we referenced it last time, but um, last year we had a similar thing where we had the repetition of the numbers of the twos and fours every month, or maybe it was twos, fours and eights, I don't remember, but we're having a similar. So when we're having this repetition of numbers, it's a reminder of the importance of the number, just like when you see 111, what does that mean? It's like we're looking at 23s, we're looking at 14s and 5s. So those are super important to look at and think about and reminding that 23 is the number of life. The actual word life adds up to 23. Gives us an incredible desire for freedom and wanting to explore life to the fullest. And I think that's very reflective in those cards we both pulled, which is this energy of I'm alive and I want to have my experience. I don't want to be held back by constraints. So it's almost like I've been freed from some kind of prison and I'm moving out there and I'm remembering and, and, and very kind of passionate about this idea of experiencing what I'm here to experience uh, remembering the 23 the royal star of the lion which can lead us to honor fame wealth it's all of those things mm -hmm. uh, and the strength that lies in our ideas and our intelligence so this is definitely that energy of moving us away from more earthbound energy into this idea of how we're thinking and how are we using our imagination to leap over some of what we might have considered obstacles in the past? Well, I can't leave. I've got all of this and I need to be responsible. And now we have what COVID has shown us that all of our illusions that prison were an illusion. Mm, for sure. Yeah. And um, oh, of course, this is also coming before the great mutation if we call it jupiter and saturn are about to leave capricorn on this um, eclipse and they will meet together at zero degrees aquarius on december the 21st so that's another portal of huge change and it's called the great mutation because jupiter and saturn meet every 20 years but they meet for about 200 or so years in um, one element and we're coming out of um, about 200 years of the earth element of the great mutation and we're moving into air and the last time that this took place in um, an air sign was um, in 1226 i think when it was the renaissance and um, and it's a huge portal of change and not only is it zero aquarius we've all we're also heading into the age of aquarius so this eclipse is like launching us into this period of change and i you know i'm a five myself so i get all giddy when all these fives are there <laughs> i see it you know we've also got a, a grand cross in mutable signs that we'll, that we'll talk about there's so much change energy in this chart. So if you're not comfortable with change, I suggest get comfortable with change. 
because we are being hurtled into probably a period of rapid new beliefs, new um, new thoughts, new ideas. And uh, that's reflected in the fact we're moving away from the south node in Sagittarius on this eclipse. That's, uh, you know, the south node is literally being eclipsed for two whole minutes and moving towards that north node in Gemini that's asking us to open our minds, um, uh, think of new ideas. Oh, there's, there's just so much going on with all of this massive, massive change. <laughs> the whole of December is just like mm. hurtling us. We'll feel the whole feel after after this eclipse will everything will just feel different, I think. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I think it's already feeling different. And what's interesting is uh, obviously December is a three month or 12 three which it always is it's a, it's about learning or um kind of looking back and going okay so how was my year what did i learn um etc and then it's a seven or 16 seven universal month and that's about our intuition mm -hmm. and it's about our wisdom being very wise to what is true for us which is really helping us to dismantle our attachment to that uh, idea of being uh, in a comfortable jail which is kind of how we've lived the patriarchy has been very much about uh, keeping ideas under lock and key um, and certainly in the last 200 years like uh, we know just looking at how things have evolved that the focus has been for certain people who have status or uh, some kind of understanding that they could use the, um, the might of the people. And I think this is probably more than 200 years, but just talking about it in these terms, mm -hmm. use the might of the people to serve their own purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's very focused on uh, physical things. And I was thinking about how interesting it is that COVID has actually moved us from the physical. It's been like this year has actually moved us away without us even realizing it until we're at the end. Now we go, wow, this really was about detaching us from our physical kind of jail in a sense. Like, oh, I have to work. You know, you don't understand. I have to stay here and I have to do this and I have to do that. And now all of those things become mutable or it's like, oh, that's not true anymore. You're not jammed into it. And we're moving from the value of what do you own? Like how big is your house? And do you have all these things that prove that you have worked hard and you've got all these things to ideas and to the intelligence and to the word and to the swiftness of how ideas uh, can be uh, brought in or change in energy can be brought in and have a different experience. You know, oh. like what we're doing right now we wouldn't have been able to do uh 10 years ago right oh yeah we're definitely moving into a, a time of communication ideas we ain't seen nothing yet i think um inventions um you know and just yeah less emphasis on the material world of course that you know doesn't mean we won't still have a home and a bed to sleep in but it won't be the focus. We'll just, you know, we'll be more focused on um, 
on on all um, air subjects, which is of the mind and communication and ideas. Uh, you know, we all carry our smartphones now pretty much um, in our pocket. Yeah, uh, you know, I really think we probably are heading into the point where we, you know, have a little thing implanted that that communicates. And I know that horrifies some people, but <laughs> but you know, I'm not in favor of any of those things. Just personally, being a Taurus, I don't like the idea of being invaded with ideas. On the other hand, I have a lot of Gemini influence, so um, I, I I think there is this. I do know from the information I've received from the Akashic records and certainly from other people I've talked to, et cetera, uh, that, you know, when you think about mutation, it is this energy of mutating, which means the species changes. So we are in the midst of our species changing, how we breathe, uh, how we think, how we operate, how we receive signals. Mm -hmm. And when you think about this idea of being fully immersed in uh, being more uh, kind of immersed in our intuition or more connected to that and to that part of ourselves, not we're not separating from our bodies. So many people make that mistake. We're not separating from our bodies because as spirits, we can do whatever we want to do. And we don't need any of this, these gadgets and gizmos. But in a physical body, we need to be more comfortable with our physical bodies, you know, and having the intelligence and the way the energy lands in, whether it is um, activated through uh genomes or whatever implants or it's done through our own experience where we're actually expanding the way we think and changing the 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 makeup of the cells and our structures just like computers like our bodies are like computers um, but they're also hold the intelligence of being on the human level so to think about it like that in terms of how our body is changing to read the signals and to work with the signals as opposed to okay i'm not doing that i'm leaving you know i'm just going to be you know a brain hanging out in the middle of a <laughs> cave or something right so i i think people have to look at it like we need to ground the idea of being immersed in the intelligence of what is possible mm. to have ideas to follow imagination our intuition i mean just living your life from a place of intuition how different how different that will be if you think about it like wow i get to choose what i want to do and that this doesn't work for me it doesn't really line up and we can do all those things without fighting with people around it to me is the um, the essence of this time we're entering uh, let's not make the mistake that I think that many times humans do make is we get very rigid in how we think about what is. And mm -hmm. I think the, mute, the mutable <laughs> is going to stop us from being too rigid, right? Well, it really is. You know, mutable is about mutation and change and accepting and being open to change. And that doesn't mean, as Jen said, that, you know, you kind of sit back and just go, oh, just do whatever you know <laughs> but it means you open your mind and you think to the new you you are um, open to new ideas new inventions and and to change and to the inevitability of change because there's so much change in this chart and in next year going into 2021 
and um, is going to launch um, air signs that are all very changeable. You think about air, it blows with the wind, you know, it's it's very ethereal. It's just there. It just air just just kind of is. And um, and you can't kind of grasp it and contain it and hold it the way you could the earth signs. We're moving into this more movable kind of feast. And the more we uh, get comfortable with uh, breathing the new life or breathing new life into ourselves, then the easier this major transformation will be because we're in a period, you know, that generations have not experienced anything like this. Um, It's a very amazing time to be alive. But of course, some people find it harder than others. Um, Air is also spirit, you know, in um, in a way of kind of the word, because it is about communication. You know, I think um, personally, my personal thing is that men wrote the Bible. Um, There may have been a teacher called... But, but, you know, one of the famous things is I am the word. And, and that's because language and word and ideas, to go back to that quote that I, I read, you know, shape our consciousness. You know, it's even to the point where when I contemplate on these things, when I, as I do when I look at the charts, I go, we defined, say, Saturn as being a certain thing maybe we can just choose to redefine it and and change the way things are if we're moving into that energy where we literally can rewrite the whole story to my mind right (laughs) yeah and i think that's really important part of all of this is to recognize what empowers us through the mutation. What are we given in a mutable when we're working with air, when we're working with a material that changes shape and form, depending what it's touching and ether, like how ether then becomes air, right? So when we think about uh, Uranus being the higher levels of ether and Mercury being uh, the um, kind of more mind level, Uh, energy to me what is the most important or what I hear is definitely so important is having the courage to follow our conviction the things we believe in and we're willing to to go and examine and question is this really the meaning of this word is this really what Saturn mean is this really what this is about and being willing to push against People saying, well, why is that true? And people just going, well, I don't know. You know, it's kind of that thing like, you know, our president said, like, you never question the president to the United States or or whatever. It's like, what? Why? Well, like, who came up with that ridiculous rule? Like, we have all these rules that we're like all obeying like sheep and we don't go like, wait a minute, wait, that doesn't even make any sense. Well, can you just tell me why I need to do it? Like, if you can give me something that makes sense, then I can go, oh, I can see that. Like, it makes, like, it's reasonable to my brain and it goes, yeah, there's a reason why we breathe a certain way because this is how it fits into our body. Oh yeah, I can get that. But when you just make some statement based on your own neediness, I think there's so much information there for us. And then again, it comes back to the word. Like if you think about the word, 
it's about communication, right? It's not about the word itself. It's about the idea of how we communicate with each other and ourselves. Like what, what are, when we're looking at the signals around us, what, what's stopping us from doing something? What's, uh, what's in the way of us getting where we want to go, of having that vision, thinking in terms of that third eye or that mercurial aspect of, you know, being able to move between two aspects, the idea of dark and, and light or, and, you know, and, and instead of making it other and separate, like it's all one. So how do we operate in this all one field if everything exists? And I was reading something, but if it makes sense, if you think about in terms of how our sense of judgment, like where we judge others and ourselves and have all these like shoulds and shouldn'ts that make no sense because somebody just decided I don't like it. So you must follow my rules. Um, is falling away, right? And it makes sense because it's kind of like everyone just does whatever they want and then we decide if that's something we want to be part of and we're going to support. And that's very uh, mercurial and that's very mind-based and, and intuition-based, right? Like if we're choosing something that is aligned to us and we know it's aligned to us and we don't need to give any other reason, like we don't need to explain. We can go, well, I just don't feel that that's the right thing for me, or I know it's just not lined up with my vision, right? What else is there? We don't have to explain ourselves out of a paper bag, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I did, oh, before we do, um, a little quick ad break. I would like to mention our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical for just three month, $3 a month you can support our podcast and the running costs. Um, we do record a patron only uh, card reading every episode as well. And that's patron only content. Um, also, um, please leave us reviews and like our Facebook page. It's weirdly magical anywhere, everywhere, or follow us on Instagram. <laughs> all those kind of things. Um, we appreciate any and all reviews and likes and follows. Um, also YouTube, um, you know, like our videos, things like that. There's the quick ad break. Okay. <laughs> so, that was so funny. You were saying everything's weirdly magical. And I'm like, yeah, everything is weirdly magical. <laughs> well, it is. Actually, it really is. I kind of want to talk, uh, and I know I've, I've touched on it a bit before, but you know, this, these 23s, it's fascinating to me um, that these new vaccines, and again, I'm not getting into the vax debate, are actually kind of <laughs> RNA vaccines, and they actually take strands of the DNA of the virus, and and they're a whole new system of uh, of vaccines, and um, and you know this is kind of a, a a taster of what's to come with all this. And with it being all these 23s over and over and over that we've talked about, um, 23 is the number of chromosomes in our human body. It is Eris's number. She's at 23 right now. Um, there's other things have been leading to this. The more I research, um, I'm thinking of writing a book on Ceres. And she was at 23 degrees, 23 minutes of Taurus when she was discovered. So these 23s are being activated over and over again as we move into this new astrological age. And because 23 is the human number, as Jen said, and it's 
our numbers of chromosomes and the biorhythm cycle and the how long it takes the blood to move around the human body and the number of digits we have it i i really think our dna is being shifted in some way upgraded i don't know what the word would be we won't know till we're at the other end but you know some people have um posited ideas like that we're all moving to be telepathic you know at one point we'll just be able to think you know communicate by thought um we are changing so so much and i one thing that springs to my mind when i when i ponder these things as well is the seeming explosion in non-neurotypical um young people you know autism adhd all those kind of spectrum kind of um i'm 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 not going to call them disorders because I don't think they are. I think the human condition is actually being changed with these spectrums uh, because it just seems like there's so much more of it. Um, And we are going to have to get used to the idea that I don't think there is going to be what we now think of as neurotypical at some point. Right. Well, when you talk about neuro which is attached to the neurons also our neurological our nervous system mm-hmm. uh, if we think about the, in terms of it being this is all energy so every all the energy fields that we are in or are entering now that there's a lot of energy that has been moved out of our uh, normal sphere that we've been living with so it's not like when we're talking about we're moved from the earth based to the um, mutable based uh, or air based it it wasn't like we could just walk through before, right? So this is the thing to understand that wasn't there, but now we have all this energy shifting and changing and we are um, expanding or things are opening up so we can actually move and stretch into this new space. And that's all stuff that's been happening gradually, like the uh, people, the gender fluidity, right? say 20 years ago or 50 years ago or 100 years ago gender fluidity fluidity was much less because it was much harder because the air was much denser now as the air gets lighter and lighter there'll be more and more of this type of thing Uh, again if we think about it in terms of it's there is no wrong or right in terms of what is it's what we focus on and what we choose to use and how we take risk and obviously people that are fives or 23s, that's 14, 23, 32, those fives, they are all about um, risk. And it's easier for them to take risk. It does create anxiety because there's that sense of separation that we have all focused on. I won't be long to my tribe if I do these things that are outside of my Uh, world and so beginning to understand that no that isn't outside that is inside so it's kind of like we're moving the fences outside and like wider the place that we live in our play pens the places we are still but then I shouldn't say still now we are actually closer to people in some ways Mm -hmm. right we're closer to the idea that if I get to do what I want to do then so does somebody else and so how does that all work together so there's that 
it's a different kind of limit. And I think that is that whole mutation of mm. Saturn going into Aquarius and Jupiter expanding that energy and creating this, this grand mutation mm. uh, is this idea that our limits will change. So it's, it's not so earth-based and, you know, okay, if you make money or you do this, this is what you have. This mm. is community-based. So in order to bring ideas alive or to have an impact that is what we might call positive, that we would want to work with people in a certain way or understand the rules because the walls will change and how things are filtering through the walls are going to be different. So that's really the key here with this change. Yeah. I, I, oh, go ahead. The other um, aspect I mentioned, this Grand Cross, it's actually uh, Neptune is squaring the uh, lunar nodes now. Neptune's stationed direct on November the 28th, and he's moving very slowly, and he's moving to exactly square the lunar nodes on January the 26th. But they're in square for weeks now. The, the square is active because they're less than two degrees apart. Meanwhile, Vesta in Virgo is moving to oppose Neptune and also square the nodes. And then Vesta is going to go forward and back, forward and back. And um, in the you can't make this stuff up <laughs> department, I've been, I've been talking about the age of Aquarius really bringing kind of the ancient in in a very modern way. And I'm reading a book that's doing very well, apparently, called The Immortality Key. And it's speaking about how the Eucharist, um, you know, the, the blood of, of Christ and the, the wine and all those things was actually a, originally psychedelics and how psychedelics, you know, it shows up in every culture, ayahuasca, uh, peyote, all those kind of things, how that's about um, individual connect i'm not now i'm not suggesting you all go out and do magic mushrooms but if you want to that's fine <laughs> but, um but it's about the individual connection with the divine with whatever god is you know people that have experienced these um the these things feel this kind of oneness with um with the universe and we kind of lost that under the patriarchy the patriarchy kind of uh, just said you know no we have to put these walls and these structures around it and that's opening up again i think and i can highly recommend this book if anybody's interested in it but, but i don't believe that you actually necessarily need magic mushrooms or ayahuasca and things i think you can do it through um other altered states uh, like sweat lodges and shamanic journey work things like that they all take you into this um imaginal kind of altered state where you kind of get insight and have this personal connection with the divine instead of um, an organization giving you rules and structure. And that's what's been going on with all this um, dissolution of the past energy in Capricorn and then the expansion of our universe with the discovery of um, dwarf planets over recent years. And with this Neptune stationing the square, the nodes, um, that's dissolution of these old beliefs in Sagittarius. 
because Sagittarius is very associated with religious belief and, and such like. Everything, everything is pointing to that's all gone. Now we move on to this new way of doing things. So. Right. So it's kind of like a framework. A bunch of people came along and said, nobody knows what to do. We're going to make these rules or we're going to set up the, the parameters of this lifestyle. And now all those walls are disappearing. And it's so interesting. We've had all of these conversations and how walls have been showing up so long where it's about this is mine, this is my possession, no one else can have it. And our obsession about what's mine or what's someone else's, but when you have that clear connection to the divine uh, and that recognition that it, you know, everything is kind of everywhere and like you can't, you can't control what is, you know, and it's our decision to agree with those things that actually keeps us imprisoned. So it was Funny, because when you were talking about, uh, well, I don't know if it's funny, but when you were talking about how Pluto and um, Eris were at the 23, you know, it's it's uh, fascinating to think that the Pluto, who's considered the kind of the master of the underworld, and Eris, the outsider, coming together at this number, which is hugely, um, you know, not only transformative in the sense of being so connected to us, but also has this ability to transform into magical things, into um, wonderful things. So if you're thinking about this idea of the underworld or the thing that we have put to the side, like the underworld or the dark side or something like that, they're like it's something bad as opposed to it being all part of the whole, right? that and the outsider and even the ones that are think they're the insiders we're all here we're all part of the whole thing and we get to pick and choose and play the game differently than it was because now the rules are all unruled or whatever you want to call them they're all dissolving so that idea of how it works is is dissolving and we'll see it more and more I think it's just a gradual thing we won't realize it until we look back but mm -hmm. Every day we'll be complaining about it or going like, oh, why is this happening? And then suddenly it will be something different. And we'll go, oh, that's what happened. That's what was happening. It was kind of unfolding. So it's fascinating to see the players that are coming in, like those, like you were saying, Lou, from the past, the things, there's, there's so much energy and truth from the past. It was buried and hidden because it was so powerful, because it was connected to the divine and to the earth. And all of that was one like people yeah. saw the divine and the earth as living breathing things that were part of the world and that's kind of what will help us going forward and of course in this um eclipse astrology chart lilith black moon lilith is at 23 degrees too and she was another outsider you know the first wife of adam in the myth who was um either thrown out or uh, left in a rage, um, also seen as the snake. And this is beyond male, female. This is why to me, language is such an important, uh, step going forward, uh, because it's, we all have Lilith, we all have Eris, we all have, um, but astrology, patriarchal astrology, if you like, has structured the astrology so that it was the language used was very um, day, 
you could call it. Um, I talk about it in my book. There's an, an again, bringing in the ancient wisdom. There's a thing called astrology of sect that talks about day and night energies in the chart. And I, I kind of introduce this into my book because night, we need night as much as day. And, you you know, without night, you can't see the stars. And then there's the twilight where they kind of mix. And I see this coming in everything. Jen, Jen talked about the gender fluidity. So you'll still have the uber girly girl and you'll still have the alpha male probably. But then we've got all those bits in between the people that are kind of on this continuum on the wave the the symbol of um the symbol of aquarius itself is two lines wavy lines you know we're on this wavy line and we've got to get more comfortable with that so right well i think also the gender fluidity or all of the things you're talking about is in many ways is understanding what fluidity gives us, whether it's gender-based or whatever, is defying the old rules. And it, you know, a lot of people that are on this, what's considered the spectrum, and I think probably more people than we imagine are on the spectrum uh, in terms of thinking it is something negative or bad and just realizing, you know, I fall into the spectrum of, you know, somebody or what they might consider oversensitive or something like that. I don't remember the exact name, but there's all these names around it. And, uh, you know, thinking about it in terms of being something negative or it's bad because we need to now fit into something has uh, uh, made us all afraid to express who we are and so when we move that out of it being something negative it's just something that is right yeah. and we get to own it and live it and not be controlled by someone else's opinion and this again comes back to the courage to be who we are in the world as opposed to let me hide myself because I don't want people to know who I am because they won't approve of me um you know I I want to know who people are in the world we don't fit in boxes like right we don't fit in boxes but you know it's also the extreme on the other side of people that do things that that we might find um abominable mm -hmm. uh, or whatever right but it would be so much better when it's out in the open so we know right as opposed to i don't know because they look all proper from the outside i mean so many people on the other side have benefited from hiding behind this idea of being the sacrosanct you know uh, religious good person and then behind the scenes doing all of these things so to me the openness this is the idea of being able to know and touch into that energy what's powerful about that is not so much reading someone else's mind because i think reading people's minds would be so noisy and messy and awful. I think we'll be able to switch it off. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. But I think it's this idea, thinking about it in terms of what's useful yeah. is understanding there, this energy of this person is not kind of, it's not conducive. Like they have this certain energy or whatever it is that, uh, is something that I don't really relate to, or the, here's something that I need to learn because I'm having an, you know, some response to it. So it's going to awaken our senses. Like, you know, in so many, we're going to develop more senses, right. Than yeah. we have right now. And our responses are so much better than or will be and keep increasing. So and that will be super fun. <laughs> it really 
know, I think we've, we've coronavirus is clearly playing its part in all of this, as, as Jen right. already mentioned, you know, just just the idea of what school is, you know, schools keep opening, closing, going to virtual, going to, you know, I think they're going to look very different, you know, because they don't meet the needs of all this range of of people, <laughs> of children, of people. They don't fit again. It's the patriarchy has tried to the, this very structured like this is the box. This is what school looks like. This is you must do this in this way in this time period. All that's going to change. Working life, you know, a lot of people have moved to remote working, and I think it's going to continue. And this eclipse is just launching that. In it's already started. Yeah, we're already feeling feeling it, seeing it. But this eclipse is a huge step on the way, pushing it forward to accepting the range of humanness, I think. Right. And I think this is a big part, because if you think about patriarchy, I mean, one of the things, the tenets about patriarchy that is uh, positive, you know, it's just like you just got to think about it. it was just a system that was put in place in order to help people function. Right. Oh, yeah. And so when you have a system where you want to help people function and you have all these rules and then you just add more and more rules because it's just easier. Everyone just follow the rules. And most of us, that's how we think. Like, what's the rules? Tell me the rules so I can, you know, I can uh, uh, comply. Um, and I think that it's instead of being treated like children, which kind of is the patriarchal way of you know, I'm the big head and I know everything. And the Aquarian thing is more, everyone has um, wisdom mm. and we all have different wisdom. And that to me is this whole point is that, you know, people on the spectrum or whatever spectrum, we're all on the some spectrum, right? Because we're all here. So we're all on a spectrum. So it's so weird the way we use the language, but mm. we all somewhere and we where we are, allows us to receive information in a certain way. And it's about us and it's about how we live and how we contribute to the world. And that, those are the keys. And we contribute by having the courage to take risk in areas where we need to. So we're living in that space with the five at one with the yep. divine, whatever that means to you. Um, and you get to decide if you're being rash or you're being responsible or any of those things. Because one of the big things about Saturn and all of this energy is about our response, right? How are we responding to what's around us? Are we choosing to kind of take an action that is going to serve us? Or are we choosing to sit it out or let somebody else choose for us? Like we can't have both. Like you can't say, well, I want to have the freedom of my life, but I'm not going to do the difficult things that mm. I need to in order to have that, right? Which is like, you have to, whatever you choose is fine, but you have to understand that that's your choice. And so through your choice, you're creating your reality. And, you know, we've had all this molly coddling being in like nursery school or whatever, kindergarten. And now it's like, now we need to be become more mature and take responsibility. Yes, those are my actions. I chose to do that. I didn't follow your advice. And I'm totally fine with how it turns out. And we're all gonna, I, I really think this time coming in is we're going to be faced with a lot of that, the decisions we've made and just being okay with the fact that, yeah, maybe I didn't make the best, whatever that is, decision, uh, but who knows? It's 
like that story, right? Sometimes we do things and we think, okay, I've made the worst decision. This is a terrible thing. I suck. And then you realize, oh, it's kind of worked out well that I made that decision because, you know, here I am. So it's like, we don't really know if it sucks or it doesn't, right? But it's just like, yeah, I made that decision. It's okay. I'm moving forward. Exactly. So um, just another quick ad break. <laughs> um, Jen and I did a 2021 overview last week. It's on our YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to post it and share it again on our Facebook page, Weirdly Magical. But Jen and I are both offering specials. Um, we didn't actually decide when they end. When when we December the 21st on the Great Conjunction, maybe they won't be available anymore. Do you think? Or the end of the year? When do we, what do you think? <laughs> this is how we work. <laughs> we use our intuition. Uh, yeah. They won't be around for forever, basically. Um, we're doing you know, a special each. Um, I'm offering a um, special 2021 overview astrology reading for $108. And Jen is offering an Akashic reading for $108. So That's one of those. Right. Yeah. yeah. One of those. Hey, yeah, okay. Should we take it to the end of the year? Yes, let's take it to the end of the year because that's this is the last new new moon of the year being the eclipse. We have a full moon, I guess, right at the end of the year too. Yeah. And really looked at Yes, that. we do. On the 31st, I yeah. believe it's on the 31st. Yeah. And then so, it'll be yeah, this... 2021. But we have that great conjunction. So if you imagine we're recording this on December the 2nd, we're in the eclipse portal now. We're going to have this massive solar eclipse. We're going to have that third Pluto Eris square on December the 10th. That is absolutely massive too, because I always find the middle squares are the most impactful. And uh, then we have the great conjunction or mutation on December the 21st, and we are hurled into 2021. <laughs> oh, that's a good word. I was just looking here. That's to me what's so fascinating too, is we have a lot of the uh, 28s and 19s, so a lot of ones here. Um, there are. We have... Um, Do you know that? Venus? Venus, the 28th. Do you know um, Venus at 28? yeah all right jupiter is it we also have jupiter 20 yeah and then we have the nodes at 19 another one yeah and we have um Halmea at 28 degrees libra which I always think there's no accidents. Um, a recent update in my astrology software meant that I can include Halmea in the chart. I've been aware of her for a little while, but uh, the fact I can just add her onto the chart now um, is another indication of the rebirth that we're experiencing because she is literally, her meaning is rebirth. And she's at 28 degrees of Libra, you know, moving hopefully into a new beginning that's um, more peaceful you know the last um really the pisces age has been very warlike we've had a lot of wars a lot of fighting and the aquarian age has the potential to be more peaceful more humanitarian we always have free will 
but uh... very well exactly I, I think what's so interesting about this is the piscean age has been very kind of lopsided in a sense it's been very um focused on um what is possible to create which is good we have that in our genetic uh, coding which we didn't before um and i've actually received information from the records around um this idea of the female energy kind of standing back and going, okay, kind of more male energy or whatever, uh, you go forward, you have your turn, you experience whatever. And, and now it's like, that's over. And so you're seeing all this female energy coming back to go, okay, you had your turn, we stayed out of it. Now, you know, the bets are all off and everything's uh, available again. And then we see all of this female energy or whatever you want to call it, intuitive. I like to call it the intuitive or the kind of more divine connection coming back in, you know, manifesting on earth in a certain way through the, the to me, that's the kind of masculine is the actual physical manifestation. Mm -hmm. So the intuitive or the allowance of the electricity into the body and the physical manifestation of how we show up. It's not so much what we have, like in, things but how we show up how are we living the experience we're having which to me is very much the opportunity of the Aquarian age is that we get to walk our talk all of the things we talk about like oh if only we had a life like this and only if things were fair but are we willing to do those things to have that e equality or what's the word they use for the Aquarian age egalitarianism yeah are we willing to do the things we say we want? And that's the key, right? And it makes me think about Chiron. I don't know, you know, this idea of uh, Chiron, which I think he's at four degrees right now, mm. that, you know, that four, that energy of being uh, very grounded in how we use the healing available to us which is how are we responding to what's out there are we going around going that's not fair i don't like the way this person's treating me and instead go what do i need to do to yeah. do and have a different experience right so we feel more free to be generous to be honest to be direct because a lot of reason why we're not doing those things is because we're afraid of what people are going to say about us so are we going to be ostracized right <laughs> So, um, as usual, Jen's talking, I think of something. Um, Chiron, you mentioned Chiron. Chiron stations direct the day after this eclipse. So Chiron is at his station point on this eclipse. So that's a very powerful point. Uh, key to healing, about to start moving forward. Also on the eclipse, the moon um, in Sagittarius goes what's called out of bounds on december the 12th so that means he's greater or she is greater than 23 27 um 23 degrees 27 minutes declination north or south from from the ecliptic and and whilst eclipses are already wild cards the outer bounds moon makes it even more kind of um erratic um and you know it's it's very uh people who are very innovative bjork if if you know bjork is um a great example of outer bounds energy she's got several outer bounds planets and she's very wacky a lot of people think but she's just outside the norm <laughs> so 
you know the moon out of bounds is adding that kind of out of the norm kind of energy um to this eclipse also and chiron stationing direct the next day is is chiron can be a little bit at the station point a little bit anxious there's a lot of kind of if you suffer from anxiety this eclipse might be a little bit difficult for you because there's a lot of this kind of agitated anxious kind of energy through all this this very restless you might be feeling extremely restless through all of it but it's because uh, it's time to kind of go forward as our cards said you know <laughs> kind of create the new right rewrite the story yeah and so much of this and what you're talking about is the electricity in your body if you think about the fact that you are an electric being mm -hmm. And that if you would just think about how electricity works, and if you have a lot of energy coming in, like what's happening right now, we're having a lot of information flooding into our bodies, a lot of new updates, right? Mm -hmm. So it can crash the system. So you have to do things to help your system. You have to meditate. Well, I don't say have to. You don't have to meditate. But if do things. Want, if you want to cool it down a little. <laughs> right. Do things that you would do. Like if your computer is like, you know, goes wacky because you just done an update, it kind of goes into stillness, right? Even, you know, it's like we should do what electrical things do because we are electric. So it's like, yeah, let me go and, you know, unplug, go into nature, uh, go and lie down, draw, do something that's not online because you're connecting to more energy. You're with people. It's like you are expanding that energy and it doesn't have time to land in your body it can create sickness you know responses nervousness you know kind of skin things uh feeling super anxious and yelling at people all of that stuff that stress that comes from um overload of electricity in the system i did read one thing that was really good about overloading of electricity and that's grounding so taking your shoes off walking on the earth lying on the earth some people use grounding sheets um grounding meditations right salt I baths mean, so good too because it's too cold here to go and put feet on the ground in winter <laughs> we've got right. some... <laughs> yeah but i think you can, i mean if you have wooden floors or something but even if you imagine you know to me that's just as powerful imagine yourself being lying on the ground yeah, that's as powerful as I agree. I agree. being outside, right? I, I find I go and watch, I'll go watch music videos and stuff. Like it makes me happy when I watch happy videos, people singing. I, I, I like, it's like endorphins, right? Yeah. Or dancing yourself. Put the right. music video on, dance around the room, you know, feel your body a little bit. Right. It's very grounding too. So well, we're all, we're right. at cooking. Yeah, cooking is good too. We are eating earthy foods like root vegetables and things. Literally, dark chocolate—that's very grounding too. So, we have a question though, and we should get to that and then do the symbols. Um, This—it um, is a chart-specific question, but um, it's very connected to what's happening, and we'll talk about it generally with other planets too. So um, the great conjunction in dis on December the 21st is at zero Aquarius. The question is, how might it affect someone whose north node is at zero Aquarius? 
Well, if you have a, a very um, active, crucial point of your chart exactly conjunct this great mutation, then it's going to be activated in a big way. For the North Node, it's a real push towards your, your Dharma, your karmic potential. If it's the sun, your kind of whole core is kind of going to be illuminated and strengthened and expanded. If it's the moon, your emotions are going to be activated. It's kind of like a new moon. Um, if we think of all planets in phases, okay, Saturn and um, Jupiter coming together about every 20 years is like a new moon for Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter's expansive, Saturn in its highest level is maturity and mastery. So if you kind of add those words to whatever part of your chart is being expanded, then um, then you will kind of get an idea of what's coming. Did you have anything to add, Jen? Of course, it's at the zero. That's a, a really important number. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, right. So it, when it's a zero, it's it certainly is more than a new beginning. It's an, an ending and then it's a space of being in. It's like you're in remission is how I would put it. There's a sense of coming back to zero point. And the truth is this is happening to all of us, but if you do have a, something like that, which is hugely um, significant, it will impact you more. So it's a greater, you will feel it physically. If you think about some of the things Lou and I have been talking about, and you go back to the idea that you are, we are all being regenerated. So it's like the old computers are being unhooked and now they're all like kind of sitting there and we're going to restart. And it's like our memory banks will change. So we will remember things we didn't know and we will forget things we have known. So it's kind of like that. We're, we will be in a, in a, a space of mutation, which is forgetfulness and, and remembering some of the stuff from the past of who we were in the past. Um, and it makes me think... Hmm? Interestingly, COVID is doing that to people. I've just, I'm just recovering from what I'm pretty sure was COVID. My daughter tested positive. I tested negative, but we had exactly the same symptoms. And the biggest thing of it has been brain fog and really literally kind of forgetting different parts of things. And I don't mind it. It's okay. I know because I know what's happening with the energies. But <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So it's not being afraid of the fact that you are forgetting things and that you're remembering things that you didn't know. Yes. Just thinking about the cards that we talked, we showed at the beginning, or maybe you didn't see it, you heard it. But this card about going forward, mm -hmm. knowing what you need to know uh, to be who you are and um, and kind of connecting to those great energies and to these um, planetary bodies, these these beings and other beings that can help you ground and go forward. What is it that I need to do and know to be who I am in this new world? This is a very, very different time. This is something that happens so rarely. Uh, and this whole melding of all these different things is humongous. It's humongous for us as humanity. It's, it's everything is changing. It's a new set point. Just think about it. We're getting a whole remodeled system everything's switching off and then it's going to be reignited. So 
And I would say astrologically, though, if regarding points being exactly aspected by the conjunction, if, if it will, you will feel it more if it's a personal part of your chart. Right. So it's the North Node, if it's the Sun, the Moon, your Mercury, Venus or Mars, or if it's, say, your Ascendant, um, is it zero Aquarius? The outer planets, say if you have Pluto at, I don't know, zero, score, well, we don't have, nobody has Pluto at zero Aquarius, but you get the idea. If you have one of the slow moving planets <laughs> at zero Aquarius, there'll be less. Or Neptune. There'll be less impact. Oh, yeah. Right. We wouldn't have Neptune. Yeah. Right. I mean, those move so slowly, we don't even have those degrees. Yeah. So um, for anyone living, but absolutely. Yeah. If it's in your physical, in your own physical sphere, but it's just like, it's like thinking if you're in the house, right, somewhere and there's a shakeup, you're going to feel it yeah. more than if you're like, you know, five miles out because of your degrees don't, are not that close. Exactly. So it's kind of thinking about that. It's going to be more intense. We don't know how it's going to impact you, but definitely if it's your node and this is your node going towards your potential you're going to be shaken up to move forward. So something actually could happen, like something yeah. suddenly could just disband or activate that forces or it you in. New ideas. But again, I think a lot of these things, just, sorry. Or it could just be new ideas. That... Right. Just new thoughts. Yeah. Right. You know, everyone's different. And again, a lot of things happen over time and we think it's, it doesn't really happen suddenly. But we may have a sudden thing, like Lou says, a sudden thought or a sudden idea or something just dropping in and going, oh, I don't know, why was I obsessed about blah, blah, blah. And now I'm realizing that doesn't make any sense. Let's do the symbols because we're already yeah. um, at our usual time. So I'm going to read mine first this time because <laughs> so, right. I love it. Um, so we go always go up. So uh, because the degrees start at zero and the numbers, the symbols start at one for every sign. So for a 23 Sagittarius eclipse, we go to Sagittarius 24. And that is a statue of Isis covered by a transparent veil. The one who lives inside is awash in colors, tones, and symbolic ritual displays of an extraordinarily precise attunement to the heart and soul of ancient wisdom. You are suspended in a long time, long ago time. So much of your being is still back there. The evolution of the world since the ancient times is neither acknowledged nor accommodated in any way. It all depends upon whether this exquisite gift of soul remembrance is honoured or exploited. If it is exploited, which is so very tempting, the life empties out of meaning and value and becomes false and repulsive. If it is honoured, the expanded faculties on tap become revitalised and find a fresh relevance. As the divine feminine reveals what we need to know and draws us to our utmost capacity, it is with an unfallen grace of sensing directly into the deepest parts of people and all they can become in the ancient future just ahead. <laughs> oh, ancient. I love that. 
and and that you know i've got this image i went to the british museum a couple of years ago and i went back to england with my daughters and there was this statue i think it was actually vesta but i it, it was could be isis covered with that transparent veil amazing so bringing that ancient into the modern that we've talked about yeah right the ancient future brilliant yeah mm -hmm. brilliant okay so mine is not as more prosaic a bluebird perched on the gate of a cottage the reward which meets every effort at integrating into a social environment for those who remain true to their own selves the bluebird is a symbol of happiness, but also refers to what one might call a spiritually oriented mind to which the color blue relates, especially when a bird is mentioned. A cottage is normally a part of a community and the implication is that its inhabitants are well adapted either to the life of the community or their more or less isolated togetherness. So this is uh, the suggested uh, successful living is the development of a consciousness in which peace and happiness dwell. There's also a hint that good fortune is going to bless your life. Uh, so I think that actually relates very much to the 23, the number 23. So it's interesting that it's the number 20, it's the 24 degrees of Sagittarius mm. but. uh yeah, it's all in the mind, isn't it? It's what we believe and what we hold to be true that governs the way we live. But there really is, you know, huge potential and possibility with this uh, eclipse and these energies coming up. It's uh, quite astounding. And I think my builders have arrived. Got <laughs> 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 okay, here drilling. Which is perfect timing. So let's just tell everybody where they can find us. <laughs> All right. Am I going first? Yeah. All right. You can find me at my website, jenduchen.com, J-E-N-D-U-C-H-E-N-E. -E. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, uh, Jen Duchen, Global Guardian of the Akashic Records. I post weekly videos uh, and I have a page, same name on Facebook and a group, Jendushin Global Guardian of the Akashic Records. Maybe my page is just Jendushin. Um, <laughs> and the cards are available on my website. And I am running a play date experience to visualize your future uh on the 9th and if you're interested there's a link on my youtube channel you can just find me on facebook instagram etc and connect with me there okay well i'm louise eddington you can find me at louiseeddington.com l-o-u-i-s-e-e-d-i-n-g-t-o-n um, cosmic owl astrology is my business name and that's my youtube channel my instagram uh, my facebook business page. I also have the Cosmic Owl Astrology Cafe. It's a Facebook group. Um, I do readings. I do consultations. I do. I have a membership um, area. I also have my two books are on sale at all um, 
well-known booksellers, including indie books. Uh, the Complete Guide to Astrology is just like selling like hot hot cakes. And Amazon have reduced the price to $9.49 for the holidays. So it's a good time to buy it. And if you already have it, please leave me a review on Amazon. So even if you didn't buy it from there, because Amazon reviews get it more visible. So on that note, don't forget that Jen and I are offering the two um, specials for moving into 2021. Later this after, um, after I upload this, I will post them on our Facebook page. So they'll be there for you to find. Um, they'll probably be available till the end of the year, to be quite honest. And um, our Patreon again, patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical, just $3 a month. And the drilling's getting really loud. So I think for now, it's goodbye from Lou. <laughs> <laughs> and goodbye from Jen. <laughs>